Okay, so we are now doing the second half of this letter 16. Yesterday we were explaining that according to the letter of the law, there's an obligation to give your brother life. And if you would spend money on things that are not essential for life, and he needs essence for life items, his needs take precedence over yours. But also in other situations where maybe it's not exactly like that, meaning maybe you're not sharing luxuries, but you're sharing things that are more essential, like the bread on your table. And maybe possibly the other person doesn't need the money for life. He does have food, thank God. He has clothing to protect him for the elements. He has other basic needs that have to be met. Also in those situations, one should give. One should abstain from their own needs to give to others. And we shouldn't be so precise and scrutinizing and judgmental. Is this a situation where sages are saying where his needs come before mine? Why not? Because if we're so judging of him and exacting and scrupulous and is he supposed to get it now or not, then God will treat us the same way and God will be so exacting of us and eventually, God forbid, we'll be needers of charity because we always need God's mercy. And how do we elicit God's mercy? By us being merciful on others. But if we harden our heart and suppress our compassion, God forbid, God will do the same. That's one big reason to give, even if maybe it's not exactly his life versus yours. Second reason is, thinking of the past, of course, we see how charity helps, protects us in the present, and helps and protects us in the future. But also in the past, if we sinned, charity atones, charity protects. Charity is like the cure of our body and our soul. So just as a person would not say, well, I can't afford medicine, so I'm just not going to take care of my health, You'll spend whatever it takes for your health, hopefully. But so too, charity is to protect you, to heal you. So therefore, we obviously also are going to give money even more than perhaps you might say we have to because we need atonement. And a third point here is that charity is a loan to God, as it says in Proverbs. He who is gracious unto the poor lends unto God, and God will repay him his good deeds. And the alternative says God will pay you back twofold. And we know that actually charity is the only commandment that's rewarded in this world. And the reason why God gives us such reward for charity is because it's beneficial for the people. Mankind needs that other men are kind and gracious and give. And that's why God makes it very important and rewards us very extremely for all the good charity we do. The fourth point here is that even if you gave you charity you were supposed to, and you know you're lending money to God, and you did what you were supposed to, and you took care of all the cures for your soul, but you don't owe any charity now, so to speak. But your company, your group, your society, your your people in your synagogue or your neighborhood, they're all involved in a certain charitable endeavor, and you're not. That itself elicits negativity to you. And this is an innovation of the author, the author, of the Tanya in this letter, that even if you don't have to give charity now, but if everyone else is and you're not, you have to give because otherwise there'll be negativity drawn down to you that you're not part of your company in this good deed. It never ends with a blessing that life should be so good for all the people that are listening to this letter, are heeding it, and God who's so benevolent should be so benevolent to them.